You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Joe Nan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, what is happening, y'all? I hope everybody has been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. We are officially halfway through December. <laughs> Which is wild because um, that means that we're almost done the year 2023. I feel like it's a little bit early for us to be making reflections about the year. Maybe in the upcoming weeks, maybe the last episode of the year, we will be talking about some of the reflections that we have made over the past year. Not just in the world of combat sports, but just like in general for life. We'll be talking about that in subsequent weeks, but just... Oh, and I feel like I say this so many times. Time is just flying by and it's scary, but it's beautiful at the same time. It means that life is ongoing. Um, not to quote Bruce Lee, but just like water, it's just continuous. It is, you know, infinite and... It goes on and it just goes to show, you know, it doesn't matter if you're going through like whatever you're going through, life goes on and that is a beautiful thing. So I really hope that that resonated with some of you out there because I don't know, y'all might have recalled last week when I recorded TKO episode 350, which was actually amazing. Um, so I was having a really, lo- <laughs> really rough week. I collected over 960 samples in the lab as I was working 15 hour days. Holla. But hey, that's not a flex. I'm just saying it because I'm stating the facts, but it's by by no means is it a flex to be working 15 hours every single day. Please don't. Please do not. If you're a grad student, please do not. If you're like any type of worker, please do not. Okay? Like it's not healthy. But you know, we we just we live and we learn and um, just, you know, another lesson from that is just prioritize yourself. OK, and um, just because you're thinking that, OK, this is the only way to do this one thing doesn't mean that it's the only way to do the thing. Yeah. The other ways include that you just either don't do the thing or you break the things down and you do them over time. Again, the beauty and the concept of time, because time always goes by and life goes on, right? So, wow, that was so deep. Ooh, okay, I did not intend to start the show on, sh- on such a deep note, but I really hope that it resonated with at least some of you out there. Now, y'all might be wondering why I have this uber extra energy in the beginning of the show, because I usually do have a lot of energy in the beginning of the show, but today is a little bit, like a little bit uh, pushing the threshold. And I'll tell you what happened. And I really don't mean to concern anybody when I say this. 
but um, y'all know I'm a grad student. Huh? And uh, today I was running some experiments, hashtag PCR, hashtag gel electrophoresis. And by no means is this a diss to, you know, whatever like scientific practice that is out there or whatever. By the way, like this was, this could have all been just a coincidence or just something that I did wrong, which I doubt that I did. But anyways, so uh, today I got zapped in the lab and uh, I know it sounds concerning, but I'm, I'm okay. I'm totally fine. I'm healthy. I didn't suffer any injuries, but as I was about to run my gel electrophoresis, I realized that the machine that I was usually using wasn't working. It was giving me errors. So I resorted to a very, very old version of the same machine that I knew nobody was using. And again, this is definitely on me. Okay. Like nobody is at fault here, but me. So I was like, okay, I mean, I got all my samples here. If I don't run the gel, uh, they're all going to go to waste. So what do I do? Okay. I guess I'm going to try out this old machine here that nobody ever uses in the lab. So the moment I turn it on and I didn't even try to play around with the machine at all. All I did was I put my finger, which I was wearing gloves with, on top of the box, the power box, and zip zap, it zapped me. And thankfully, thankfully, I had this much common sense to not have like, you know, turn the voltage all the way up for me to like actually touch it that way but like i mean normally this shouldn't happen with a functional machine but this machine uh the the power box of uh, like that you connect the the wires to basically and then you run your gel with uh this was a very old technology and i guess this is why nobody was using this piece of equipment in the lab <laughs> probably for this very reason but anyways, I got zapped and I'm fine now, but uh, my my hands are tingling a little bit and I feel like I've just been having this extra bit of energy. I don't know how and um, <laughs> which sounds really wild to say and admit, but uh, so so many lessons to be learned from this. Um, don't fudge around with old equipment in a science lab. <laughs> Number two, uh, always, even if you 100% trust that something is going to run okay, don't try to run things at like their max capacity because you don't know what the heck is going to happen. Always start with like low um, settings or whatever and then just like turn them up as you go to ensure that they actually work or they don't work, I guess, in this case. And number three, um, I mean, curiosity is good and willingness and courage to want to progress your work forward. Like in this case, I was like, I don't care what it takes. Like, I just want to run these gels. And I guess that came at a little bit of an expense kind of. But, you know, it was enough to teach me all the lessons that I just mentioned to you guys and for me to be able to retell it to you guys so that if any of you out there happen to also work in a science lab, please don't mess around with old equipment in a lab. There's a reason why nobody uses those equipment in the lab. OK, and um, just be just don't get electrocuted in the lab. <laughs> OK, I'm fine. I swear I am fine. If there was a camera here, you would see that I am more energized than ever whether uh, you know because of this uh electrocution uh, or uh, you know just 
I guess I, I did get some good results in the lab today. So maybe that's another reason. And also, ooh, okay, this is probably another reason. I was um, bopping to T.I. before I started recording the show. T.I., who y'all know. Um, uh, so the um, introduction and theme song that we have for TKO, it's an instrumental version of one of T.I.'s songs. Um, and this is also, this is such a tangent and I'm so sorry. We're eight minutes into the show. I'm still talking about all this, but, uh, let me just finish my thought and then I will move on to, uh, everything combat sports related. But yeah, I was bopping to some TI music and TI, you know, we have his music, his instrumental, uh, in the beginning of the show. And it just kind of, I was reminiscing about what really got me to choose that particular song for the beginning of TKO and like what that song meant to me, right? And also, I'm just going to drop some fun facts for y'all here. So yeah, T.I. was actually one of the first artists who got me into hip hop, uh, just growing up, you know, a young gal uh, who was just, you know, looking to explore and uh, you know, just just really uh, get my hands on different things. And I discovered T.I.'s music and I have been obsessed with hip hop ever since. And so I really do owe a lot of things to T.I. for, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if you will <laughs> listen to this episode or not, but yeah, T.I. really opened my eyes onto a lot of different things. And I was so inspired by his music that back in, I think, grade five or six, I aspired to be a rapper and actually literally moved to Atlanta, Georgia, because that's where like I was really inspired by the Southern style of hip hop at the time. This was uh, like mid 2000s, pushing towards uh, 2010 and ah, the golden days. You already know the golden days. And um, I don't know, partially it might be that it's really nostalgic to me and I literally grew up listening to his music and even more importantly, his music had such an influence on me that I, when I started doing TKO and I was brainstorming, kind of like doing an audio collage for my introduction uh, uh, soundbite, I was like, there's no other way than for me to, well, I need to have TI. I need to incorporate TI into my show because he makes me, you know, as this like who I am, basically. His his um, influence in hip hop kind of influenced me, and I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not like a rapper or anything, but you know what I mean. Like his his music had the influence that it did in a very positive way in this case, and I felt like when I um, just kind of made that audio collage for the show and every single time for the past 351 episodes that we've been having TKO for, every time I play that TI instrumental, it just reminds me of, you know, just uh, the the early beginnings and how your exposure to different things that could be hella inspiring to you can make a change of a lifetime, basically. So shout out to TI yo he is actually amazing and i'm gonna continue bopping to ti after i finish recording tko but anyways finish the rants janan and that's exactly what i'm doing okay (laughs) okay so i have so much to talk about today for mma and boxing okay so (laughs) today is the day that we of 
officially break down the fights for UFC 296 happening this upcoming weekend, December 16th at the T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas. And it's going to be headlined by an amazing, amazing uh, bouts between... Leon Edwards, who's the current welterweight champion, who's going to be fighting off against the former interim welterweight champion, Colby Covington. So I've already kind of like alluded into this fight in previous episodes because there were some uh, developments, like news developments related to specifically Colby Covington that I was talking about. And then I just naturally started breaking down that fight for y'all. But Today is a day that we talk about this fight in thorough detail. Now, this card is actually stacked. <laughs> it is the last fight of the year, last fight card of the year. So the UFC decided to go all out on this one or, you know, basically whoever, whichever fighter they have not had fight uh, over the past few months with who are well-known fighters, they're actually having them fight on this fight card. Notable names include Alexander Pantoja, who is the flyweight champion, going to defend his title against Brandon Royval. And uh, this fight is going to be very exciting. I'm not sure if we're going to be having enough time to talk about it today, but I just wanted to briefly mention it on the show so that you know that it's happening. Another one. So actually, there's so many ones, so many of these here. For the third last fight of the evening, we're going to be having Shafkat Rachmanov, who is 17 and 0. <laughs> what on earth, right? And he's going to be fighting off against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Ooh, what a coincidence, huh? Now, don't even get me started on Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Uh, Y'all already know <laughs> TKO and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson go many years back. I'm not going to get into. What I always say about Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, but he, okay, long story short, he was going to be on the show. He told us two times that he was going to make it to the show. He actually came to Guelph, Ontario, y'all, for a karate seminar. And uh, he told us two times that he was going to be on the show, but every two times, huh, ghost of Halloween. Okay, well, something happened and he couldn't make it, huh, suspiciously enough. So, you know, I don't want to, like, throw shade at him every single time that I know that he's fighting, but I can't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, so Steven Wonderboy Thompson is fighting against Rachmanov, and I'm not trying to sound biased in this case because, I mean, I just explained our background with Steven Wonderboy Thompson. I actually don't wish any bad intent onto Steven Wonderboy Thompson. He's actually very, very potent karate style fighter we gotta give him credit when it's due of course but in this case if i have to be honest and i'm just gonna straight up give you my prediction on this fight because i'm not sure if we're gonna be having time to be fully breaking down this fight ah when you go against an undefeated fighter and in this case against shavkat rachmanov bro like oh man i yeah good luck i'm sorry like <laughs> i don't mean to sound um uh sassy or anything but it's just the fact of the matter. Like, I don't know. I can't really sugarcoat it. I'm sorry, but Stephen Wonderboy Thompson better have trained his butt off in training camp because in this case, Shakhtar Rachmanov might already just become 18-0 and 0 after fighting Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. <laughs> you never know. But anyway, so we're having that fight happen as well. And then 
Oh my goodness. Okay, so I don't know if we're actually going to have enough uh, enough time to talk about this particular fight. Maybe I'll just like talk about it as I'm going through the fights so that we also save time because I know that I talk a lot and I rant a lot in the beginning of the show. So, okay, I got to zoom through these. Uh, so Tony Ferguson is back, everybody, and he's going to be fighting off against the iconic Patty Pimlet. This matchup, I have to be totally honest with y'all, it's not a matchup that I would just think of from the bat, like from the get-go, just like, I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, we're in the lightweight division, who do we match against who? I wouldn't ever think of putting Tony Ferguson against Patty Pimlet. Tony Ferguson, though, I mean, if you're if you're an OG MMA fan, you're you're a Tony fan. You already know. It's just this man. He is so creative with his style of fighting. He is one of the very few fighters who actually trains with the Jeet Kune Do uh, dummy. So like he actually trains Kung Fu. And well, I mean, Jeet Kune Do isn't necessarily Kung Fu, but it's um, the style of mixed sorry the mixed style of fighting that bruce lee initially invented so he actually practices that and that's just mind-boggling to me in this day and age but he actually practices on a dummy like he practices jeet kune do on a dummy and uh if you watch his fights closely you would see that he actually employs those techniques in his fights and it's very very beautiful to watch other than that, Tony Ferguson is usually very unorthodox when it comes to his style of fighting, which make him all the more exciting to watch. And, uh, you know, uh, all of that being said, uh, I hate to put it this way, but we have to be realistic because Tony Ferguson is actually on a, on a losing um, streak. And we don't really see this often in the UFC. But, I mean, okay, to look at the name of fighters that he's fat, fought recently since 2020... That he's actually lost to. The list goes on and on and on. And these are very well-known fighters. Justin Gaethje, Charles Oliveira, Benil Dariush, Michael Chandler, Nate Diaz. And then lastly, Bobby Green, who he fought in July of this year. Uh, you know, sometimes you you can't be the best in the world. And then something happens. And then just things don't turn out the way that you want to. And I feel like this is indeed the case with Tony Ferguson. Now, that being said, so I I have this philosophy that when you lose in sports, you know, it, it's not necessarily about, oh, I didn't train or, oh, like, I got injured or whatever. I mean, Tony Ferguson has had multiple injuries, but he's recovered really well from them over time. I think when you start losing and you accept the loss, mentally, that's the problem. And I feel like in this case, for for Tony to have lost his fights since 2020, I think it has a mental aspect to it as well. And for this exact reason, and I am so happy that Tony has at least kind of like troubleshotted and wanted to do something about it. Because if you have been catching up with Tony Ferguson and his uh, recent training uh, videos, you can see that he is actually training side by side with David Goggins. And David Goggins, if you don't know who this man is, oh my goodness, the baddest man on the planet, period, hands down. Uh, you know, former Navy SEALs and um, he's an ultra marathon runner. 
he's an absolute badass um i don't i might have talked about him on the show before um i i put on his audiobook called can't hurt me every time i'm doing lab work because it just does he just talks about how pain is just indescribable like you you cannot if you don't want to define pain you cannot feel pain you know it's just you really can combat pain and then by pushing through your pain his philosophy anyways i'm not saying this is my philosophy david goggins philosophy is if you just push through the pain you'll just forget about it you'll become numb to it and you'll accomplish whatever you need to accomplish now of course this is uh the word of a navy seals dude okay like as humans we have our limits we have our capacities and i genuinely think that as interesting as this philosophy is and as useful as it can be to an extent i don't think it's 100 always applicable now that being said i think that by like him mentoring tony ferguson in this case this is exactly what tony needs for tony you know this amazing fighter this unique and talented fighter to just randomly start going on losing streaks i can tell you that it is something to do with that mentality of like him having accepted that loss and you can tell when you watch those videos of tony and david goggins training together that David Goggins is putting him back on his butt, basically. And um, he, you know, David doesn't care if Tony is just like vomiting all across the treadmill as they're running forever and ever and ever. Because David just wants to push Tony so that Tony can get through that mindset of I'm a loser. I keep losing and all of that. Right. So I really applaud Tony Ferguson for having recruited David Goggins alongside him to be in this training camp for him to, uh, you know, at least have some sort of a way to cope with that meant that poor weak mentality and to finally get through that mentality of, I'm a loser and you know I have so many uh losses on my record like screw that I'm sorry like to put it that way but he needs to like he he needs to get his or what's the word okay he needs to come out out of this um this tornado basically and David Goggins is the messiah in this case in my opinion for him so I'm really looking forward to seeing how that will be helping him on Saturday night. Now, Patty Pimlet, his opponent, is an interesting fella. He, well, how do I put this? It's hard to even articulate. He is the type of guy who really loves to fight. I mean, okay, like, I feel like everybody who does get into professional combat sports has the love for the game but it's just something about patty pimlet that is just so different <laughs> and yeah so he's gonna be fighting up against tony ferguson uh, he just he is a when it comes to training and stuff he's a robot he loves to live his life patty pimlet but at the same time he knows exactly what he needs to do in order to get back in shape for for fighting like he's the type of guy who will have cheat meals day after day after he's not like he or he's done fighting and he's not in training camp and then the moment he's back in training camp he's taking it so seriously and he'll do whatever he had to do right 
Now, for Patty Pimlet, he is a very well-rounded MMA fighter. I think this is actually uh, going to be the hardest challenge for Tony Ferguson as of now because some of the other fights that uh, Tony has had over the past like year or so, like when he fought against Nate Diaz, like, yeah, we love Nate Diaz, right? But at the same time, is Nate Diaz the same Nate Diaz that he was back in the day? No, right? Like he wasn't at his prime and yet Tony lost to him. What I'm saying is in this case, it's all, all the more even like, harder for Tony Ferguson to be fighting off against such a fresh contender like Patty Pimlet. And Patty Pimlet, yeah, he's had three losses on his record overall, but since he uh got to the UFC, he's actually been undefeated, which is very, very impressive. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how this fight would eventually play out. And what's gonna happen to Tony Ferguson? I is David Goggins going to be there? Because I'll be curious to know about that too. But anyway, so that fight is happening alongside so many other ones. Uh, we have Josh Emmett and Bryce Mitchell also fighting on this fight card. Uh, unfortunately, we're not going to have enough time to be talking about this fight. But you already know these two guys are... Oh my god. Like talking about modern day gladiators. You, yeah, if, if that's what you want to watch, you need to be watching these two guys fight. That's all I'm going to say. I think that speaks for itself. And then we also have the former Bantamweight champion, Cody Garbrandt, who's going to be back in the game uh, fighting off against Brian Keller. And he is, I haven't seen him uh, fight for a while, Cody Garbrandt. Let's see, when was the last? Actually, yeah, oh, okay. He fought in March, but I guess March is, March was a bit away. Um, but yeah, he's been like really on and off with this performance ever since he lost his championship belt to TJ Dillashaw and this is back in 2017 so it's definitely been a hot minute but yeah I guess he was just taking some time off from fighting to focus on his family and children and stuff but now he is back and he's fighting off against a very tough challenger all right, so who else is fighting here? Everybody's fighting. Uh, like, okay, what I'm trying to say is doesn't matter if you see a familiar name or not. You should be tuning into this entire fight card from the get-go because the UFC doesn't play around when it comes to uh, like putting together a fight card for the last event of any year. They don't, they don't play around. So... Please watch every single one of these fights. And now I'm just going to briefly talk about the main event of the evening in like a minute and a bit. So I've already actually kind of talked about this before, but I'm just going to quickly go through my points here for these guys. So Leon Edwards is the current champion. He has a very, very nice record. Um, since 2016, he has not been beaten which is very impressive. He's fought three times against the former welterweight champion, Kamaru Usman. And that's incredible, right? He originally got the championship belt from him in 2022. And the second time that he rematched him, this was actually the third fight that they had, um, he, he won again. Now, interestingly enough, the most recent loss that he's had was also against Kamar Usman back in 2015. But since then, he's beaten him, beaten him like two times. So I guess they're more than even now, right? 
But all in all, Leon Edwards is a great fighter, and um, he's a ve- he has a very high fight IQ. That's something that I've noticed in his fights, which makes things really complicated for someone like Colby Covington. Um, I'm not trying to trash him or anything, maybe a little bit. <laughs> but uh, Colby Covington, he's a really good wrestler, and I really hope that he uses that in this fight against uh, Leon Edwards because Leon is more of a striking dude. So I do see him resort to a striking more, but for Colby to have a chance in this fight, he should not even try to remotely outbox Leon Edwards. It's not in his advantage. He needs to grapple with Leon, put like put a lot of pressure on him that way, potentially take him down and then try to uh, make him weak through ground and pounds as much as possible, if not try to finish him in that manner. That's if I were uh, Colby Covington, that's how I would get the job done. And then for Leon Edwards, he needs to do the exact opposite. He needs to outbox uh, Colby Covington because Colby has shown that if he's um, uh, like getting damaged through punches and strikes, he actually slows down. So I feel like Leon Edwards can really capitalize on this idea and win the fight in that manner but all in all we are in for a treat y'all ufc 296 again happening on december 16th t-mobile arena las vegas i'm not gonna be there in person unfortunately but i'll try my best to purchase the pay-per-view and y'all should too all right i'm just looking at the clock right now unfortunately that is all the time we're gonna be having for this week y'all make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with previous episodes you can also go to spotify and apple Podcasts to download our episodes and until next time it's your girl janan right here and this is tko peace out peace out